Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Crow. Alex, welcome back. What is it, 10 weeks, 11 weeks in the bag? We are one step closer to the fantasy playoffs. I'm basically on cruise mode, as I have been for the majority of this season in our league. Uh, now uh, moving out to a, a illustrious 10 and 1. How did you fare this week? Uh, well, you were bitching before we came on about my 80-point uh, victory, uh, but W's are W's uh, when it comes to this being late in the season. Um, it, Nothing like being the third lowest scoring team facing the second lowest scoring team. Hey, yes, hey, a W is a W. Sometimes good things actually do happen to good people. I'm here to report to everybody. Uh, it, well, that wasn't one of them, but it, yes. Yeah, it's, Go on, continue. Thank you, I will. It should be noted, uh, I do win the Good Person Award this week. So uh, for those of you who have been listening the last couple of weeks, uh, my wife and children <laughs> flew down to Nashville. I woke up at 4 a.m. on Wednesday. I spent the entire weekend with extended family. Their bed that I slept in sucks. I couldn't get the kids to sleep. And then we had to move offices. I only snapped at my aunt-in-law one time for making comments. And then we drove nine and a half hours back today recording at 11 p.m. after me going from east of Nashville up to west of Chicago and now I have to talk to Jason for the next half an hour so listeners I'm doing this for you and it should be noted I'm sitting there my wife's uh, brother came into town Thursday night he's a big Ravens fan and what did he say about Gus Edwards He's the most that he's terrible. No, he said Mitchell should be the, said, the running back of that team. He said he's the most underappreciated player in the NFL, is what he said. And he said <laughs> nobody talks about him. I go, oh, Connor, do I have a story for you? Because I he's do talk so. about him. Anyway, uh, no, the the big thing coming out of Thursday, which which I, I was just in a foul mood Thursday after Mark Andrews got hurt, uh, having him on a couple teams where I, I thought I had a decent chance to win. Uh, win leagues um, and with Mark Andrews going out I think it changes the entire Baltimore offense Um, and not to start at the tight end position like it seems like we've done a a couple episodes here but Isaiah likely is not that good and even when he does replace Mark Andrews he doesn't get targeted that much if you're in really rough shape I get it Um, but we'll we'll come back to tight ends in a little bit there the the biggest injury by far was how I got the benefit of the doubt in a couple leagues this week was um, Kenneth Walker going down uh, and Zach Charbonnet uh, basically coming in. We've talked about him for multiple weeks now. Uh, Jason's been on it with the snaps being close to 50-50 or him even out snapping Kenneth Walker. And then Walker goes down, oblique injury. It looks like he's going to be out a couple weeks. This is a spend all of your fab. If you got it, move at least for me. I'm sure Jason will weigh in here in a second. But just a devastating injury for him and you could almost like they were getting Charbonnet more involved and now it's just his time to step in and and take over for the next month is is my guess yeah Charbonnet should not have been on the waiver wire Uh, I think everybody pretty much in the fantasy sphere has been talking about picking up Zach Charbonnet just because of the value of that position um now with him taking over um he looked i don't know decent against the rams um it's not a great match it's just not a great matchup against donald and yeah yeah i mean he only popped for you know 15 carries for 47 yards uh did have six catches which is really what elevates you from an rb2 to an rb1 granted not if you're only putting 47 yards and knocking it in the end zone. Finished with a shave under 10 fantasy points and half PPR scoring. Um, you know, it's looking like it's looking like Walker is only going to be out a couple weeks. But I guess, would you rather have Charbonnet potentially for like a two-week rental when he goes up against next four games? Brutal. Are San Francisco at Dallas, at San Francisco, and home against Philly? Like, would you rather have that or Keaton Mitchell? Oh, come on. <laughs> Everybody that's been listening knows my answer to that one. Um, no, I, the, the answer is Charbonnet, and I think the answer is 
only because of the catches. So uh, with him having you know six catches this past week, four before, and a catch in every game except for the first one as a that he started as a rookie, like re- literally week one, they're going to give him the ball. The only problem that I have with Charbonnet is with Geno Smith getting absolutely destroyed, and he came back over the last series. If you're looking at Drew Locke as the quarterback, then uh, that is rough. Geno Smith is more of like a that's true, like a a game manager. So like if if you're telling me I have Drew Locke for the next couple weeks, no. If you're telling me I have Geno Smith, yes. Uh, so it, I think that has to be a fair qualifier because Drew Locke looked horrendous. I mean, between the the schedule and Drew Locke at quarterback, I'm I'm seriously more interested in Keaton Mitchell. He surpassed um, all of the running backs except for Gus so far, and is the firm number two on that team. He was in for 24 snaps compared to Gus Edwards' 25 snaps this last week. I mean, it should like, be noted that Charbonnet is going to have like 75% of the snaps. Even in bad matchups, I'd still much rather have Charbonnet than a backup on a team where Lamar at any point could not let anybody do anything. Yeah, but is that offense going to move with Drew Locke against <laughs> San Francisco twice, Dallas, and Philly? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I I think I'd rather have, to me, there's just, like, unquestionably higher upside in Keaton Mitchell than there is in Charbonnet um, taking over for just a couple games. I guess I'm looking more long-ranged, like long lens view, and you're more like – if I need to win in the next two weeks to make the fantasy football playoffs, yeah, that's correct. Then get Charbonnet. Like I think that's the difference because I think Charbonnet is probably irrelevant after KW three comes back again. Uh, maybe not irrelevant, but you know, limited, less relevant. Yeah, and um, not quite as explosive as as Mitchell in a potentially worse offense, which I I get. So like if you're if you're in tough shape and like you're I don't know what four and seven like at this point you might as well just spend it on and hope hope you can get in um yeah i mean you're you should be spending fab you should not have any fab at this point yeah you should be positioning yourself uh proud uh i, I would just like to pat myself on the back uh work league um had geno smith in my roster from last week because uh two was on a buy and i was like oh hey i still i don't need two quarterbacks and so 15 minutes before the game started, dropped Geno Smith, picked up Zach Charbonnet. Um, so good job by me. Um, wow. So, like, if, again, it, just to make a point here uh, and say, hey, do do what I did. Like, if you have a backup quarterback at this point and, you know, your main starter is already through their bye weeks, like, just drop them and, and try to hit a home run shot on a, on a backup, like, Eli Mitchell, Dowdle, um, Jalen Warren's not available, but you get the you get the point. Tajay Spears, thank you. So, you know, yeah, guys, we've been talking about for months now. Of, hey, these guys are your backups, and so go pick go pick one of them up. Um, if you have an open roster spot, so there we go. There we go, indeed. Um, Charbonnet and Mitchell both rostered in about a third of all ESPN leagues. You guys should be spending whatever fab you have left trying to pick up both of these guys, as far as I'm concerned. Um, running backs, I think, are just so much harder to come by. These guys would be my priorities over anybody at the receiver position. Not to say that there's not receivers worth picking up, because there are. Um, are there any other like OMG run out for these running backs right now? Um, I mean... Deonta Foreman got hurt for the Bears, um, and so Roshan. so Roshan slash Khalil Herbert um, should be added. Um, Herbert does it's like now or never for Roshan, don't you think? Yeah, but I mean Herbert's again does more of the passing down work um, and and is better blocker. And the Bears' offense looked overly competent, uh, and they got back to running the ball, and so. They have the Vikings, which isn't the greatest matchup, and then they have Detroit again. So um, 
Yeah, it's with a bye week nestled in between. Yeah, so Roshan Herbert, I think both were under fifty percent rostered uh, coming to the week. I like Devon Achan uh, went down. Uh, there was a quote tonight that Schefter posted, like, "Yeah, he might play. He might not play. It was the same knee. He's hurt, but we don't know if he'll play Friday night. Uh, Friday against the Jets, uh, who like to give up lots of yards to running backs. So, um, if he happens, yeah. if he happens to be out, Salvin Ahmed, Jeff Wilson Jr., if you're in a real tough spot, yeah, that's that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel if you're going down that far. Um, it's true. That's why I'm here. But back, I'm a barrel scraper. To- I guess, all right, barrel scraping. How many fab are you dropping on anybody from Miami? Oh, I don't think you need to spend any. Okay. That's fair. I would just maybe do a buck if you really want someone there. Um, You know, we did talk about it at the beginning of the season with Raheem Mostert. Has never played a full season healthy. Yeah. So... Here we are, week 11 weeks in, running back. Yeah, 11 weeks in, still healthy. And A-Chan potentially dinged up missing time. So maybe those guys should be on the ends of benches. You never know what's going to happen, right? So, Yeah. Uh, but really sucks that A-Chan uh, got dinged up on one of his first touches. and So there we go. Yeah. Uh, but back to Roshan before we pivot to receivers. Um, Roshan um, came in pretty steadily down the stretch uh, because Deonta um, – what hurt his ankle in the third quarter and left and didn't come back. Um, I'm basically holding on. I've been holding on to Roshan all season, full disclosure. Um, I just think he's the potentially most talented back in the bears backfield and their freaking playoff schedule is delectable um, outside of Cleveland in the first week. They're home against Arizona, home against Atlanta. And so I'm just holding on hoping uh, that Roshan potentially takes over after the bye week in week 13 because they'll be playing meaningless football and maybe they want to see what their rookies can do. So I'm hoping like week 14 Detroit, it's the Roshan Johnson show and maybe Deonta being out kind of spurs that along in week 12 against Minnesota. But I tell you what, if he's if it's week 15 at Cleveland and he still like hasn't outright started a game, outside of what is it week two or week three like you got to drop him or i mean you might as well right uh, are you already dropping him now i would have already dropped him i guess you can add him back as like an insurance for Khalil herbert uh who did have 16 16 carries he only had 35 yards two additional catches he's they they clearly fit he's just so unexciting clearly favor him more though yeah but like when he was getting the full bore of things like he was always a running back too um he started the season a little bit slow but um still you know basically giving you five six yards of carry so um yeah i I would safely drop the most accurate thing you said there was him being a bore um wide receivers yes Come on, that was that was decent. I was trying to come up with a pig joke. <laughs> One didn't happen. Uh, dude, there was a guy. We were in Indiana today, driving back, and so we're like in a construction zone, and a guy is like getting all pissy because somebody in the left lane is basically going the speed limit because the roads are you know a little slippery, and you know yeah. there's a semi right there, and so. He's like riding me, and then he passes me on Ooh, the. Would you like it? No, and he passed me, and then he was like trying to like. And then he cut back in front of me and was riding the guy oh. in front of me. Oh yeah, and then passed him and was like riding the semi and like you know there's barely enough room to get past the semi right you know like one of those like oh yeah like quick lanes, and then he slammed on the brakes in front of the guy in front of me my car like like had to stop like did like the emergency stop um and then he took off and went on the exit and when he was when he took the exit he threw the finger to the guy that he brake checked like wow so i took off in the right lane because i was gonna give him the bird with the kids in the back and my wife was trying to calm me down anyway if you're a dickhead that break checks people fuck you 
All right, Jason, on to wide receivers. Wow. Um, well, the Rams, 2-2 at well, could potentially <laughs> what a transition. be be edible uh, with Cooper Cup out potentially again. Uh, suffered another injured ankle and missed most of the win over Seattle. So, you know. Dude, I just, it sucks that Cooper Cup has really had like a terrible year with health yeah but like that's kind of been like his calling card his entire career to a certain extent where like the one like i think he's been healthy what like two or three years and he finishes a top five wide receiver and then every other year when he plays he's great and then he gets hurt like and so here we are again Mm -hmm. with cooper cup and it just it just really sucks yeah so two two atwell against the cardinals next on the slate does suck for football um it's just been a really freaking injury riddled year and it feels like more than most and i don't know what to do man it's i don't know if it's the number of games if it's the sport if it's just the play style it's just well it has to be really discouraging to a lot of fantasy players because there's just so many and it's so much luck based right like oh yeah. Like you can do everything. You can draft a hell of a team, but if you get taken out, you're, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And like you're giving me shit for like, why do you have Trey McBride when you have Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey? It's like, well, here, like, because you, you just want to always have what you think are the potential best players and, and having deep, deep shots that are, are being profitable for you. And so that's why you can never like stop trying to add people. Um, yeah, I mean, two two two. I guess is a fine ad. They they their offense looked not very good, um, and they're missing Kyron Williams, who comes back this week. That is true, um, and also the Cardinals' defense um, has been very leaky, uh, to say the least, uh, the last couple years. <laughs> um, yep. So yeah, I I think that's fine. Um, He'll have a, a lot more targets. I think he has 15 or more fantasy points uh, in three games uh, that Cup has missed um, out of three out of four games, if I'm reading this correctly. So um, he, he should have a, a bunch more targets um, as coverages will focus on Nakua, um, and that's assuming that that Cup doesn't play. Um, so he's fine. Are you running out to add any of the Packers wide receivers that uh, neither of us like? Um, you know, I've actually had Jaden Reed on my roster and off my roster at several different points this season. Um, 11 targets over the last two games, 30 plus fantasy points over the last two games, a touchdown in each of the last two games, uh, did it on the ground, which I honestly love seeing against the chargers three for 46 and a score on the ground. Um, I just it was against the Chargers. <laughs> it was yeah, it was that's the caveat. And before, I mean Like that's it, right? Like there's really like it was against the Chargers. And so Yeah. Like there's only I don't know, you just I don't love it against anybody else. The Chargers give up I believe among the most points to uh wide receivers. So Dodds went five for fifty three Jaden Reed went four for 46. We recommended love last week uh, where we said if you were in a tough spot, he had 322 yards, two touchdowns. So hopefully he helped you if you went out and picked him up. But on a go forward, I just don't think it's there. I think that was more of a a one-week wonder where, like, they go – like I don't, I don't want to ruin your Thanksgiving by recommending you go and pick up and play a Packers player while you're trying to enjoy your turkey on Thursday, watching them in Detroit getting curb stomped by the Lions after them getting pissed off by the Bears this past weekend. Like I just can't do that to you. <laughs> um, what about Elijah Moore for the Browns? Um. He had six catches, 60 yards, 12 fantasy points of full PPR. Uh, now, um, you know, close to, tw- what, 25 points in two games without Donovan Peoples-Jones, who was traded to Detroit. 
um, 14 targets in those two contests. Does that mean anything to you with DTR behind, at the helm of the Browns? Dorian Thompson Robinson is throwing him the ball. Uh, for those who do not know what DTR stood for, uh, sounds like a wrestling move. Um, so if they're uh, throwing short passes and they're just throwing them to Elijah Moore, then sure, I guess there's some val some like some value there. Um, Patrick Sertan is going to be on uh, Amari Cooper um this week and so theoretically that kind of eliminates uh cooper getting a lot of targets and so i think you could roster elijah Moore. i think it's a tough start um if you can keep proving it to you uh where it seems like they're gonna stick with dtr and not be able to get much going on the ground um but my assumption is they're gonna run it down denver's throat um, but if they're relying on the screen pass, which it seems like they are, then I guess Elijah Moore's your guy. There you go. Uh, Odell Beckham made uh, his first appearance since, I don't know, 2014. Um, are you going to run out for Odell now that Mark Andrews is TKO? He's back. Um, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just as a... A flyer. I'm not spending any fab on him. Um, so no, I'm just I'm just not. I it it's hard to trust anybody in that offense. But they're the number one seed in the AFC currently, and so Andrews is gone. Nobody believes in Gus Edwards except for me. Like Lamar hasn't been that good the last month. From a stats perspective, he was pretty good this past week. Zay Flowers looked a lot better. Uh, had that touchdown called back due to the Odell holding call. Um, I tell you what. So, like, somebody on that offense, like, if they're going to keep scoring, somebody else is going to score touchdowns other than Gus. So it's got to it's got to be Beckham or Flowers, right? Yes. And I. Cannot tell you how much I regret trading away Zay Flowers right now. Because I think he is going to be a target machine the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to throw it to somebody. <laughs> um, although I think Odell is closer to a tight end body potential red zone guy than Zay Flowers is. But just targets, because that's what Mark Andrews being out vacates, right? It's like 10 targets a game. Mm-hmm. Those are going to go to other dudes, preferably for my sake, Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, I would be surprised if, like, you know, that's the case because I think they like to push the ball downfield at least, you know, a little bit in that offense. I only said that to troll you. I was no, not expecting. <laughs> I know. I, I'm just over it at this point, dude. I've had such a long day. Um, also, also should be noted that Nelson Aguilar uh, was alive. Um, he only had one target with that touchdown, though. So, um, yeah. you know, Bateman scored a touchdown. Um, who? <laughs> and and it always seems like Devin Duvernay. Like as soon as you stop thinking about him, he'll come out and have like a big week, even though he hasn't had a target in three weeks. So, um, you know, who who knows what what's going to happen in in that offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, their receiver rooms, Beckham, Bateman, Aguilar, Duvernay, um, Laquan Treadwell uh, is another guy. But, you know, so it's going to be Flowers or Odell, um, you know, doing a, a lot of the work. So Odell's only rostering 43%, Flowers in 87. Um, so if you want a piece of the Ravens offense, Odell would be the, the guy. There you go. Um. Can we talk? Uh, have we gone through quarterbacks at all? No. Can I hit you with a couple quick, uh, quick more wide receivers, just real quick? Yeah. Uh, Demario Douglas uh, should be rostered. Should be rostered in in more leagues. Uh, he's only rostered twenty five percent of ESPN leagues. He hasn't hit fifty percent yet. I can't believe that. No, and he's been really consistent too. Um, basically since. Uh, all those injuries hit hit the Patriots. So Demario Douglas coming off a bye, only rostering twenty five percent of leagues. Uh, targets the last four weeks nine seven seven six uh, has at least four catches in every game. 
uh, touchdowns in zero of them. Um, did, yeah, he did not have a rushing touchdown. So yeah, he has no touchdowns. So he's <laughs> he's a lot like Jacoby Myers was for the Patriots, who like he kind of is the best wide receiver on that team, but because they don't throw a lot of touchdowns, he doesn't really score that many points. But the volumes there at New York Giants. Uh, home against the Chargers at Pittsburgh, Kansas City at Denver at Buffalo to end. I mean, you could have a worse schedule than that. Um, and again, he's a wide receiver one for an NFL team uh, at this point, and he should be added in more leagues. Nothing inspires more confidence in a guy than you can have a worse schedule than that. <laughs> you could. I, I mean, the Chargers are on it. Like, that's that's a good schedule. <laughs> Uh, no, that's a great schedule. Anything with the Chargers is great. Yeah, uh, Noah Brown was out uh, for the Texans, so Nico and Tank Dell picked up uh, some more targets, but Noah Brown's only rostering 40% of leagues. You can add him. Uh, Jamison Williams, he continues to get more and more snaps. Uh, only had three targets against the Bears, um, but somebody that could warrant your attention. Uh, a couple more. Khalil Shakir, who we've mentioned uh, the last couple of weeks. I was wondering if you were going to mention your boy. Yeah. um, Had a long touchdown, 115 yards. Um, Again, he's a deep format guy, but like he catches everything that's thrown at him. So I will mention him again this week. Uh, Greg, the human Dorch, uh, is back on the list after kind of disappearing for the last year. Um, Nobody calls him that. Why not though? They they the human dorch. What is a dorch? You mean like torch? Yeah, like the human torch. So he's Greg the human dorch. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't make the rules. I'm just saying what I think his name should be. So Greg the human dorch, uh, eight targets this week after literally only having two targets. It makes you sound so stupid when you say. <laughs> I don't care. You're so intelligent. Yeah. I'm again, Brett Ripkin's your guy. Greg the human Dorch is my guy. Okay? Your guy got cut. My guy had eight targets, six catches for 76 yards this past week for the Cardinals after somehow only having what two. What the hell is happening? I don't know. Uh, so, can somebody explain to me why Greg the human Dorch only has had two targets uh, before this week? Comes out, eight targets for six. Six catches. So uh, he was really good last year, uh, and somebody was like a top 20 wide receiver the first, I don't know, eight, nine weeks of the year. Um, And so with Kyler coming back, um, he's somebody that you could add for probably pretty cheap with a potential upside. Are you running out to add Darius Slayton? No. Who had uh, four for 82 and a score on five targets because Danny DeVito was out there slinging it? As somebody who started the commander's defense in one league uh, against Saquon Barkley. um, Oh, that was a poor decision, wasn't it? I would like to decline comment on anything that has to do with the Giants because I hate them. Oh, Danny DeVito's not your guy, huh? Actually, I take that back. If you can edit that out, that would be great. I am so happy the Giants won because the Bears are going to potentially have the number one overall draft pick from the Panthers. And so this upcoming week, uh, if you could do your boy a favor, please root for the Patriots to win uh, against the Giants so that that really locks in even more the Bears having that number one pick from the Panthers. All right, sorry. Thank you for editing that. Appreciate it. Wild. Um, Let's talk about some QBs, shall we? Please. Um, Any of these backup dudes, are you interested in any of them? DTR, Danny DeVito, Jordan Love, Jake Browning. Um, <laughs> Jake Browning looked more than serviceable, right? Like he is the best weapons of all of those guys. Yeah, is that fair to say? I mean, they they didn't really do anything, but like he looked like he was accurate, and and getting the so like they'll be able to game plan a little bit more. Um, yeah. Like, honestly, I really wish that Derek Carr doesn't play so I could, and I, and I would start, 
<laughs> I would start You're trying to get Jameis. I would start Jameis with with no no reserve hesitation. No hesitation. Like full deploy. He's gonna have five hundred yards, <laughs> three touchdowns, and six picks. Full deploy. Like but, but it'll be a fucking great ride. <laughs> He'll be eating some W's. Yeah. Throwing some crab legs around. Yeah. So I, I really hope Derek Carr somehow doesn't play, uh, but it, my, my guess is he'll be back. Uh, James, Jameis over everyone at this point. Jameis over everyone all, and that's not even that's just not even fantasy football. It's just Jameis over. Yeah, everyone. that's just life. Uh, if you're looking for one bye week, or not, it's not even bye weeks anymore. If you're looking for one quarterback. Uh, Gardner Minshew um, is only rostering 6.6% of leagues. Uh, the Bucks have given up the third most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. And obviously, uh, Minshew is, is, will throw it to Downs and will check down to, to Taylor and, and has Pittman. So um, he's somebody that, uh, if you're in a tough spot, you could go grab him after Burrow getting there you hurt. Go. There you go. Uh, I'm going to mention a couple defenses, if it's all right with you. Uh, the Chiefs, mention them again. They're still there. They're still not rostered that much. Really? No, man. What are they rostered? I mean, oh my God, they're only rostered in less than 60% of ESPN leagues. They should be rostered in 90 plus percent of ESPN leagues. They are incredible. They just scored nine fantasy points by themselves against Philadelphia. Their upcoming schedule is Vegas, Green Bay, Buffalo, but the fantasy playoffs is so much more appealing now. Listen to this schedule. At New England, who's potentially, like we're talking about in the realm of having the first overall draft pick next year, home against Las Vegas. That's, Fine. they're going to house Las Vegas at home. Jimmy G, nothing. Maybe some Max Crosby, Dilly Dat, like whatever. I, they're going to stomp them out. Cincinnati, a backup quarterback, not even Joe Burrow anymore. Yeah, that was that was the one yeah. thing you were like, eh, uh, tough, tough championship week matchup. Well, it turns and out now it's a backup quarterback. <laughs> like, I, I, I would spend, I would seriously consider like close to double digit, if not double digit, fab on the Chiefs if they were out there. Yeah, no, it's that that because is legitimate. Like you, honestly, you could justify spending all of your fab on a defense that you have left uh, yeah on the on the chief's defense like if that's you're correct. in a really good position dude like if if you're not going to add someone that's potentially going to crack your starting lineup i would buy the chief's defense in a hurry like even against good teams they're out here miami they put up 15 fantasy points held miami to 14 points against held the chargers 17 points against uh, had, I mean, had had three or more sacks any, in every game except for two. So like, yes, it's they had five sacks against Philly, right? So the the Chiefs' defense honestly is like a league winning defense down the stretch. So so Crashed. so only like very important to start there. Yeah. So okay, you know, I wasn't even going to mention them, thinking that there's no way in hell that they were rostered around fifty percent, but. There we are in a one-week rental situation. Uh, for next week, I'd recommend uh, picking up the the Saints defense. Um, they they're kind of a matchup-based defense. They do very well in plus matchups. They're at Atlanta next week. Um, assuming they get competent quarterback play, I really think that the Saints could do some work against ATL. Yeah, uh, and then, I mean, you could also take uh, the Vikings defense, uh, which uh, they will be a little bit more ball control with Josh Dobbs. Uh, they have the Bears. Uh, so if, you, if you'd love to watch uh, the Bears uh, at Minnesota primetime Monday uh, to win your league, uh, the, the Vikings, uh, who are going to blitz the ever-living hell out of Justin Fields, um, they, they're going to have probably at least five sacks, uh, next Monday night. My, my last one is actually the Broncos defense. Yes. The defense that gave up 70 points in a single game, uh, in week three, uh, since has given up, I think among the fewest or top five fewest anyway. Um, they have Cleveland at home in week 12. And DTR did not look like he could do too much. So I, uh, I'm interested in the Broncos 
And they really seem like they've turned it around. Yeah, overly confident. So uh, ton, tons of different, uh, like I'm not saying you want to go pick up the Titans defense and play them against the Panthers, but you probably could because they're at home. Um, you get away with it. Yep, the Giants are, are at home against New England. Uh, you could also pick up the New England defense who's at New York. Like there's a there's a bunch of different teams that you could pick up this week as a as a streamer. Yes, sir. All right, what do you uh, what do you got going on at in your realm the the kick football on ground realm? Um, there the the Krog kicking corner is closed temporarily for this week. Um, oh, so go out, be thankful for uh, all that you have, um, and uh, eat some delicious turkey legs. Uh, in honor of all those kickers out there, um, because dark meat is way better than white meat. Uh, well, I like Matt Gay against Tampa Bay at home. I think that could be a guy that does some stuff, puts the ball through the yellow poles. Um, Jason Myers is kicker number two on the year. He's rostered about half a league's. He is going up against San Fran. I think they're definitely going to be kicking more field goals than they are scoring touchdowns, especially without KW3 in Seattle. I, uh, potentially. All right, fine. No the Crow no. kicking corners open. The answer is Greg Joseph uh, against the Bears. Monday night, again, uh, the Bears give up yards, but they usually buckle down in the red zone. Uh, since I like that, since Dobbs has come on, uh, he has um, 11, 9, and 8 fantasy points. Um, so, uh, there you go. Greg Joseph is back. Uh, he's only rostered in 8% of leagues. You know, there's, there's really nobody worth watching from a fantasy football perspective in Monday Night Football. So, thank you for carving out the one role that was potentially of value in that game. I am absolutely shading like TJ Hawkinson there because he's, you know, TE1. Yeah, and, but and, other than and, him. And hopefully Jefferson would, comes back. I, I know that's probably not going to happen, but I, I would like that to happen. Uh, it should also be noted that you and me vehemently disagree on the value of Justin Fields. Uh, I'm still firmly in the QB1 camp, um, and everybody hates Fields, but we don't need to get into that now. Well, I mean, whatever. The waivers are done. If you guys would like to move on, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Alex, I do want your thoughts. <laughs> on? I do want your thoughts. If the Bears have the number one overall pick, I think say we have like th- one in four. I think they'll trade it. What do you do? Okay, but do you still draft a Drake May? It depends on what Fields does in the next six games. Okay, so you're viewing it as a live audition for Fields for next year. Yeah, like, and I know you sent me the text message after the game about, like, I hope he's not in Chicago. He holds the ball too long. I get that. Like, that's because he's trying to get the ball downfield. Um, and I just don't, like, yeah, he's he's dynamic from a playmaking standpoint. Like, his he needs a good center. I know it sounds crazy to say, but – the snaps to him are so constantly bad, and the rest of the line is is greatly improved, but their center sucks and has basically since Olin Krutz retired. And that, well, that well, that's like a decade ago at this point. So, like, they desperately need a good center because you can see the value that, like, Kelsey brings to the Eagles, right? Like, he commands that. Obviously, you have Lane Johnson on the, on the, on the tackle spot, but, like, they need a good center. You trade if Fields looks competent, he's going into his fourth year next year. So you have he's going to be on your roster unless you trade him. And so if you can get a boatload for Fields, you you take it and then draft a quarterback, I guess. But like, I don't know, wasn't uh Williams the USC guy? Didn't he like not even talk to the media after he lost again this week? Like, that's not an NFL quarterback. And as a Bears fan, do you really want him to take another quarterback from North Carolina after the Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> like, like, no. I like I, I don't even care. Like, you just can't you can't do that again. You just can't. So 
I just don't think they're going to start over with a rookie quarterback when Fields is still on his rookie contract next year. Now, you might get Daniel Jones, right, where he might like look really great, and then you give him a contract, and then, well, sorry. But like, I think you're going with Fields next year because he's on the fourth year of his rookie contract. Like, they still have a shitload of cap space. They have improved the defense tremendously with the sweat trade and, and loading people up on the defensive line. Their wide receivers are better, obviously, with DJ Moore. Mooney's started showing a little bit more. Komet is, you know, a top seven to eight tight end in the league um, with what he brings. And so, yeah, you just need to get the quarterback position right and, and use your cap space. And so, yeah, you got to feel out Fields is the guy. And he looked really good. If they would have won the game, I don't think you would have said, I hope Fields isn't our quarterback next year. Now, like, after going through the Tyson Bajan experience over the last month, he was clearly bad. I think the Bears coaching staff is overly bad. And so, if you can get, like... If you can tell me that you can go bring in the the Bills offensive coordinator that they fired who led the NFL in first downs, um, sure, bring bring me bring me Dorsey. That'd be fine. Go get Ben Johnson from the uh, from the Lions offensive coordinator spot. Just go and hire an offensive head coach. Even Eric Bieniemy's fine. Like you've seen what he's done with Sam Howell this year. Now, again, Bears fans might not want to go down the the. Matt Nagy, Reed, the enemy route again. I, I could understand that, but like, go get an offensive scheme head coach. That's all I ask for. And I want to see Fields with a good offensive coordinator because I don't think he's had one yet. Yeah, I guess I don't really think he has either. Um, I mean, I was really frustrated with the last play of that game. Holding, I mean, Darnell Wright absolutely just got he had, blown he had like up two off the right se- side. He had two seconds, and the game was over. It didn't really, yeah, it didn't really matter. Watching it back, I was really more just angry with the play not to lose, not the play to win play calling that was taking place yeah. in the second half. Correct. Like it was run, run, pass, punt. Basically, all the third and fourth quarters as we're protecting a lead. Um, they they, so. they had a seven minute drive where they kicked a field goal and and Fields went deep to Scott on the on the one route that Scott kind of slowed down that he should have caught that well, would have iced the game and so he's you, not an NFL caliber receiver. Well, that, that's part of the problem, right? So like I think it's a huge part of the problem. So like if you are telling me that you can get the first overall pick and somebody's going to give you two firsts. And and a set, like basically you're going to get the same haul that you just did. It's hard to not take it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Especially if it means what drafting a guy that I don't know cries in the arms of his mother and refuses to talk to the media if he loses a football game. Yeah, that's not going to work in the NFL, especially in Chicago. Like it's just it's just not. Especially in Chicago, he's going to be eaten alive. Yeah, so like. Hey, I'm I'm cool with like prideful people and showing emotions. Um, but hey, you gotta talk to the media. Like that's part of that's literally going to be part of your job. And if you can't do it in college, then how are you gonna do it in the pros? And the Drake May thing, like, I don't know. Is he good? He's in the ACC and he like I don't know. I just don't We just live that. We just live that. Like he what did he do this weekend? It wasn't good. Um, so this weekend against Clemson 16 for 36 for 209, one touchdown, one interception, like sacked four times. I don't know. I just don't like he's playing the ACC. No, thanks. (laughs) I just like, I understand you need a quarterback. Um, I'd rather run it back with fields, um, than, than either of those guys. I like it. You're talking me into it, actually. Good. I I just don't understand why people don't like. So before the season, everybody thought he was a top five fantasy quarterback. And now I I understand that fantasy and real football do not correlate. But the reason why he was a top five fantasy quarterback is because DJ Moore, 
better weapons. Rushing, dynamic, Cole Komet, Mooney. Like, you could see a path for him having 25 to 30 total touchdowns. Like We were saying marginally better play calling, and that did not And that didn't happen. Right. And so, like, through, like, I don't know, coming into the week, he had two, uh, or he had 11 passing touchdowns um, and had missed four games. And the leading uh, touchdown passer was Josh Allen, who had 19 coming into the week. And so, like, if he had played those four weeks while everybody's shitting on Justin Fields, it's possible that he could have been leading the NFL in touchdown passes had he not been hurt. And then we had to watch Tyson Bagent, and everybody's like, well, he gets the ball out quick. That doesn't mean you're a good quarterback. Like, that just means you're not looking to, to push the ball downfield. And Fields is always looking long. For, it's touchdown to checkdown is is what is what he says, where he's always looking to push it for the touchdown and then down to the checkdown. I know you say he doesn't check down. He he checks down more when Herbert's playing. Like when when they have, uh, you know, Donta Foreman is not a, a pass catching running back. Uh, who's their fullback that was playing way too much that Blazin game or whatever? Like yeah, like. That's horrendous. Like, there's nobody to even check the ball down to. So, like, I understand <laughs> that you want him to check the ball down, but who is he checking it down to? You're checking it to guys that are is a fullback and a guy with stone hands. Like, it's it's just not going to be part of the part of the system when you don't don't have people that can do it. So, I I don't understand why people don't like Fields. Um, they they should continue to give him a chance. He looked great. Um, and then, I mean, 16 for 23 for 169, nice, and a touchdown, uh, 18 carries, 104 yards. Like, just, hey, the first couple drives, moving pockets, like, get the dude on the edges. The defense doesn't, can't stop it. And then you start playing, like, after the scripted plays, it's just, well, let's just drop back and pass again. It's like, dude, what are we doing? So, there, yeah. there you go. There's my thoughts on fields. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. You got to listen to Alex ramble for, I mean, I looked at this right. He rambled for a solid nine minutes. So that's, I mean, that's that's what I wanted. That's what I got. Um, I think I'm with you at this point. So thank you for the uh, the input on Justin Fields. It's not, I'm, I refuse after the Trubisky experience to have another North Carolina quarterback. And I refuse to have a dude that won't talk to the press and cries after losing football games in college. It just doesn't like, and not just once, once I'm fine with, but like habitually, right? Like, come on, like, what are we doing here? So like fields is like a tough son of a bitch that want like, and well, let's run in his veins. Let's, let's run him out of town because our coaching staff sucks. Okay great idea like and great and and me me and like one of my cousins we talk every week after the bears game and it's if patrick mahomes was a bear he would be out of the nfl by now so you just have to trust talent when you see it and he's clearly a very talented quarterback i think he has a great deep ball that's pretty accurate and They'll receive like they just need to throw the ball, continue to throw the ball downfield more, and rely on his legs. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we were ever going to get Caleb Williams, anyways, because I believe he's refused to play for the Bears. So, well, um, guess what? Crimea River. Crimea River. Ho. Crimea River. Um, any Thanksgiving plans? Just being thankful. Thankful and with my fam, bam. What about you? So I already had first Thanksgiving uh, this past Ooh. past weekend. Uh, my sister-in-law got engaged. Um, so that was... F- At Thanksgiving? Yeah, that was fun. Um, Did she... Was it before or after the turkey was carved? It was after. Uh, it wasn't like while the knife was entering the breast of the turkey? Uh, thank you for the clarification. No, um, it was well after. Okay. All right. 
was it after, so it was after dinner then completely it wasn't at the table that's correct yeah we were playing a game at so Oh, well, okay. So was it the everyone go around the table, tell us what you're thankful for? No. No, it wasn't. It was an actual, like, uh, have you ever played Monikers? Monikers? Yeah. Like This sounds risky. Please continue. No, so it's like you have to uh, guess a card, and let's say it's Tom Brady. So, like, the first round you can say uh, quarterback with the most Super Bowls, and you would guess Tom Brady. The second round okay. is you use one word, um, and so you quarterback, right? So you patriots. So you use patriots or quarterback, and then the third round you act it out. So you would just like mimic throwing a football. Um, and his acting it out was literally getting on a knee. Uh so they there's a fourth round where you like strike a scene apparently, um, and so. Um, like your team closes their eyes and then like you would wake up and you'd like be pretending to throw a football, but you can't move, um, for, for Brady. Um, and so when it was their turn, uh, they closed their eyes and his scene was holding a ring, um, like with the ring. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was kind of cute. Um, that's cute as shit. I mean, we had to play for like an hour to get to that point. Uh, and then we didn't finish. Oh my God. You couldn't just skip right to right. like it had to be. And then we didn't even finish the game. Um, of course, cause they got engaged and then you're invested and you're sitting over there kind of competitive. Like, Hey, are we, we're not going to, are we going to, are we going to do it? Are we going to restart? No, we're not. Yeah. But are we? You're right. Cause I want to, right. cause we're coming back. Um, so yeah, a couple Thanksgivings. So I have Thanksgiving two and three this week, Rockford and Wisconsin, uh, amongst all the football. And I have to go pick up a bunch of leaves in my yard this week because it's the last week for pickup and it's raining. And so, yeah, it should, should be an exciting week uh, that I get to continue. Well, there's Black Friday football for the first time ever to hold you down. So and the Jets, there you go. And the Jets are playing. Great. Yes. You get to watch them lose. Yes, that's true. Anyway, so yeah, um, super thankful for you, Jason. Uh, thankful for the listeners. A lot to be thankful for. You too, man. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, hope you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, uh, good luck in week 12. Can't believe it's week 12. We're almost to uh, the playoffs here. We got four more weeks. Man. It goes by too. I hope I crush you like a grape. It goes by too quick. I know. Because we play each other again, right? That's not very right before. That's not very last nice, week? Jason. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm excited for that week. So let's fast forward to that. Um, oh, we can take our time. It's okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos. 